0: Um, oh, and uh, that chicken that came in Chochi, um, every time she comes in, I sneak her worms crickets. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and crickets. Oh, on the little egg thing? The egg train? I just hand feed her. Oh my gosh.
0: I'm like, here you go. Here's a little cricket. <laughs> She's so cute.
1: I'm so jealous of your job.
0: I see the coolest animals. You really do. nine of beer and fear my Gosh. name is Paige.
1: So, <laughs> so animated my name is zach good times mm-hmm. this is uh episode nine like i said yep <clears throat>
0: that's where i'm at right now man
1: <laughs> well that's what i meant like you came over and you were just so drained and i told you how tired i was and all it
0: takes is some food and i'm, I'm bounced back like
1: Welcome to the ninth
0: episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. Um, episode 9 is the Jersey Devil. Oh,
1: I should probably get my stuff ready.
0: Yeah, I'm charging my phone and the beer still got has to get cold, but I figure we can at least start talking. Should
1: I put it in the freezer? Do you think that will help? I might speed it along. I'm going to do that. Okay. Well, my stuff boops up here. So before we get into the topic, oh, I wanted to say too, mm. um, I wanted to put this at the top because I feel like... There are still some people who are not entirely sure. We release episodes every Wednesday. If that hasn't um, been apparent, that new episodes populate in your uh, subscribed podcast list every Wednesday, you'll see a new one pop up. That's when we release them. Did somebody
0: ask about this?
1: I've had a couple questions, um, but uh, even for new listeners, uh, people listening for the first time, New episodes every Wednesday at noon is typically when they're released. They're usually released on Spotify first. Um, Spotify refreshes them pretty quickly. It does take a little bit for them to show up on Apple Podcasts and and um, Google Play Podcasts and some other sites as well. So Spotify and YouTube, uh, you can always listen right away every Wednesday at noon. Uh, and before, obviously, before we get into it, cause this is how the the format is. Um, should maybe catch up. It's been a week since Hell we talked. Yeah. So it
0: hasn't been a week since we talked. Why are you trying to lie to them like I'm neglecting you?
1: <laughs> we haven't talked. We haven't spoken to each other for a whole week.
0: We actually aren't friends. This mm. is all the
1: ruse. Mm. <laughs> we do this for you.
0: <laughs> the, the, the six listeners. <laughs> we tolerate
1: each other just for you. Just
0: for you, babies. Oh, gosh. Um what'd you do this week? Or well the week before actually.
1: <clears throat> oh. List Every time.
0: And you know what? It doesn't even seem like that list ever has anything good on it. Well, excuse me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I try to find the, the most exciting things out of the very boring life that I live. Um, you
0: and me both, brother.
1: Let's see. Oh, I finally got a new phone. We yeah. talked about this before we started recording. Did it recording.
0: come today or did it? It
1: came in. Well, I ordered it last week. I forget on what day. Maybe it was like Friday or Saturday. And it came the next day. It was next day delivery. I ordered it at 1 in the morning, actually. I was at work. Mm-hmm. And then it came to my door 12 hours later. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I was able to, to activate it and set that up. Uh, finally joined the S20 club. I'm six months behind. but uh, I
0: told somebody that I had an S20 and they have an S8. They thought that they had missed out from S8. S20. It's like, "No, no, 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 no. They did a 9, a 10, and then a 20."
1: <laughs> yeah, they waited 3 years like before launching a new phone. he looked
0: at his phone and he was like, "Huh?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's what I that's what I went from. Um, my old phone is an S8, 3 years old, 2017. I didn't need a new phone. I was initially um against the idea of buying a new phone. I didn't want a phone They're payment. Just so shiny. They are the brand new technology, and mm-hmm. I'll I'll go into that too. It's like um, well, the
0: camera on it is so nice too. Yes,
1: there's a lot of a lot of good upgrades. But again, I I was approaching the new phone thing as I have a working phone. It makes phone calls. The network's okay. Um, it can make phone calls. I can text people. It does. Oh, it's cute. You showed me a picture of a gecko. You went.
0: That's a frog. Oh, a
1: frog. I can't Look see at from here. Oh, my gosh. Is that from your work?
0: Yeah, he's a baby. He came in. He's the size of a nickel.
1: You should put that on Instagram. He's so cute. We'll put this on Instagram so you can see what we're looking at. But um, I didn't want a new phone because I had a working phone, long story short. But uh, then I finally caved because I, I don't want to fall into the always needing the new piece of technology every single year. That's every kinda,
0: four-year-old dad?
1: That, well, that's – I mean, that's just kind of how – the current generation is, mm-hmm. I think. It's like always. and that's that's what these um these producers and distribu- distributors and manufacturers that that's what they're doing to appease our, our interests and in wanting to get the next newest, latest thing is they're releasing a new phone every, every year. They're releasing a new game console every year. They're releasing new graphics cards for computers. NVIDIA just came out with their brand new 3080 graphics card that everyone's like freaking out over. It's $800. Can you believe that for a graphics card? But they launched it and it sold out instantly. Like people were waiting on their website to add it to their cart. And as soon as the timer hit zero, it was already gone you couldn't be, you couldn't God buy it damn so we live in this this society where it's like it's a got to have it sort of mentality and i don't necessarily want to fall into that because i don't you know we don't you don't need it for it's not <laughs> i don't want to get into oh my a,
0: God. i don't want to
1: get into a rant here you but it's not need it. it's you don't need it if you hey listen if you're thinking about buying that next new thing <laughs> Coming from the guy who just bought a brand new phone. If the, you're thinking yeah, about the next new thing, you don't. T- just take a second. Just ask yourself, do I really need it?
0: And the answer will be yes. <laughs> because it is new and shiny.
1: Uh-huh. My uh, my phone was three years old. I got a new one. It does take really good photos. Um, it's got like a 30-time zoom on it. thing's ridiculous. Well, you know. You've seen the. I own the phone. You have the same phone. But that it <laughs> puts a crosshair on the screen so you can find out where you're at. Uh, Anyway, today is National Voter Registration Day, uh, the fourth Thursday, I'm sorry, fourth uh, Tuesday of September, National Voter Registration Day. Since 2012, September 22nd, register to vote, guys. Today is the day. If you haven't registered to vote, register to vote, USA.gov. It's that easy. USA. Six letters. USA.
0: I I have been registered to vote and registered to vote since I was 18.
1: Amazing. Well... Don't you have to re-up every year? I do. Okay, good. So if you haven't registered to vote this year.
0: Actually, I don't know if you have to re-up every year. I don't know. I don't think you do. I don't think you do. Because you get your voter registration card.
1: Unless you moved. Yeah. Then you got to change it. Which but
0: I did when I moved to Florida, and then I ended up leaving the state and didn't even get to vote in Florida.
1: <laughs> super easy to do. Dot USA.gov if you haven't registered. Paige. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Tell me about
0: Oh god, did I have anything worthwhile this week?
1: Uh, you're moving. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. I already offered I uh to help you move.
0: Yeah, cuz I helped you move.
1: Mhm. I remember. With, like, a year ago. Fucking
0: heavy tables.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of I had a lot of crap that I moved. <laughs> heavy
0: bought. shit.
1: Mhm.
0: Oh. Um, yeah, I'm moving. I'm moving to uh a place with a um, a wonderful person.
1: Oh. Uh, do you know where yet? In uh, general area-ish? Okay. The Ville. Expensive.
0: Naperville. Oh, you're we thinking of two places that were close between our
1: two works. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, work. Uh, I get a new <laughs> tattoo on Friday. That's right. Woo.
1: Exciting. Cool. I think we talked about uh, both of those things. The fact that you're getting a tattoo and the fact that you worked. <laughs> I don't appreciate this tone you're giving me. <laughs> Uh, Our lives are just a blur
0: Honestly, I mean, I don't really have anything that was like, oh, this is super interesting You had a chicken
1: come into work
0: Yeah, there's that That was amazing Chochi comes in all the time
1: I'm insanely jealous I've sent
0: you pictures of Chochi I
1: know, I want to meet your chicken, though I'm gonna get a pet chicken (laughs) You should I'm gonna Be like uh, Brian I love chickens
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're so cute
1: They're pretty great They poop a lot Pets are high maintenance.
0: That's why I have 14 of them. That's why I have zero. You're missing out.
1: Yep. We anything are, else you wanted to share? We're
0: going to get you those frogs, though.
1: Maybe. No maybes. Maybe. The frogs.
0: No, I don't have anything else to share. I'm just a, I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing that was like, woo. Mm-hmm. So I'm moving, and I'm getting a new tattoo. For anyone who actually gives a shit.
1: Exciting. Well, I don't know if the beer's cold yet. I don't either. Um, oh, that's right. Before we drink, you have a whole segment you got to do <laughs> on the beer.
0: Yeah. I forgot how the show works. Any doozle? The beer that we will be enjoying in this episode, which mm-hmm. I actually don't know if we'll be enjoying it because you never know with this shit, is called... I'm scared. Oh. <laughs> is called Devil's Advocate. It is from Church Street Brewing Company. Let me shove my microphone out of my face. The Church Street Brewing Company is an award-winning craft brewery located in Atasca, Illinois. We've been getting a lot of Illinois beers. A lot of Illinois beer. Yeah. I don't
1: know if that's just because we shop at Illinois Benny's.
0: I'm guessing it's just because we go for craft beers and it's in Illinois.
1: Yeah.
0: A western suburb of Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: i'm I'm familiar with itasca
0: chicago
1: i'm familiar with the chicago too
0: we love what we do we brew traditional and unpretentious lagers and ales that represent the old and new beer styles of european influence unpretentious
1: how can it be pretentious is it an ipa because then it's automatically pretentious.
0: i'm pretty sure it's an ipa (laughs) if
1: i remember correctly a family business built on actually
0: it might be a red ale Mm. A family business built on a dream to make quality beer for our loyal clientele. Although we have won several several awards, our real passion is to serve our patrons with consistently good tasting craft beer. We serve locally, nationally, and internationally. Come on down and enjoy a beer and tour free of our brewery.
1: Come on down.
0: And <laughs> uh, it, when it, it, they're like, "Come on down and, and visit," but well, I'm just gonna skip that part.
1: We should go to our Let's do it. Uh, well, we haven't been on a road trip in a while. What was that? The first one we went on. Oh, yeah. Um, what was that? We went to Peoria. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember
0: that. Devil's Ad Kit. What happens when you take a ton,
1: literally, of
0: Pilsen malt, mash it, boil it up, add 500 pounds of Belgian candy and cane sugars, and then unleash a ferocious Bel- Belgian yeast upon it?
1: Do you get this beer?
0: The answer, a funky, spicy, and dangerously drinkable brew. Oh, wow,
1: I was right. <laughs>
0: Really? Is that what, is?
1: On. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on?
0: It's a, a strong ale, a, Beg, a Belgian pale, though.
1: A strong ale? A strong ale. Belgian pale. Belgian pale ale. Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: The ABV
1: 8,000.
0: 10%.
1: Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Are we getting tart tonight?
0: <laughs> I was waiting for you to look <laughs> I'm like, 10%. <laughs>
1: The <laughs> i mean that's high yeah that's high for a beer
0: <laughs> it's up there where was i
1: uh you stopped at 10 percent.
0: no i was trying <laughs> i'm trying to find where my review went from beer advocate mm. oh there it is <laughs> this one is from d brown d's it, bro- nut. yeah sure d's nuts no d brown ice bronis mm-hmm. i can't remember um it's uh, they're from north carolina Uh, Appearance pours a hazy pale golden yellow in color With moderate amounts of active visible carbonation Rising from the bottom of the glass And moderate pale yellow colored highlights The beer has a half finger tall foamy off white head That reduces to a medium sized patch Of very thin film Covering about 40% of the surface of the beer And a thin ring at the edges of the glass
1: That's a strange way to measure the foam You went in A half finger
0: Light (laughs) amounts of lacing are observed Go ahead
1: and make your joke No. Too late. Continuing.
0: Smell. Moderate aromas of sweet Belgian candy sugar and pale malts over the top of light to moderate aromas of spicy Belgian yeast. Hmm. Up front, there is a moderate flavor of pale malts and moderate to strong amount of Belgian candy sugar sweetness that is followed by light to moderate flavors of spicy Belgian yeast and a hint of earthy hop, which leaves a hint of bitterness, which fades away quickly, leaving a lingering moderate sweetness.
1: What's with all this Belgian candy? People putting candy in the beer. Remember we had Candy Crushable? Oh yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. I have high hopes.
0: Medium body with moderate amounts of carbonation. Very sweet, though that sweetness does help to hide the ten percent ABV. Mm-hmm. Not enough hop presence to balance this one out. <laughs> Enjoyable, but don't think I'll, think I'll be looking for this one again.
1: So, yeah, sounds about right.
0: Yeah, the overall score that they get on this is um, from Beer Advocate is eighty five, which is considered very good. Yeah, pretty high. But the average review overall is like a three point
1: eight. Okay. I don't know. Cool. That's I'm excited. A,
0: I hope it's actually cold.
1: Oh, yeah. Should we wait a little bit? Yeah, maybe. <sighs> yeah, hey, I appreciate you bringing a uh, warm beer over. I love it. It's great. It's my favorite.
0: I had to pick it up from the Binnie's. You
1: it's can not- go to the Binnie's in Geneva.
0: This beer wasn't available at that Geneva. <laughs> it wasn't available at Joliet. Was
1: there an, an the another Geneva? The location
0: it was available at was New
1: Okay, cool. Let's uh, let's drink it. Don't make that face of me. I'm breaking up with you. Oh, sad. Yeah, I never loved you. Sad day.
0: <laughs> sad, sad day.
1: Devil's Advocate. Uh, you lied. This is 9% by volume.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: 27 said 10%
0: on the website.
1: Oh, it's—they need to fix their shit then.
0: Hmm. Twenty-seven IBU.
1: Wow. Spicy, spicy smell, and it smells kind of sweet too. Ooh. Like cinnamony.
0: This is the smell of a beer that would be good with pizza.
1: <laughs> it kind of smells like pizza. The beer itself smells like pizza.
0: Like tomato sauce.
1: Yeah, that's weird.
0: <laughs> a little bit of. A
1: little bit clinking. Clinking
0: clinkin and drinking. Oh, I think there's a hair in mine.
1: <laughs> it's the brewer's uh, good luck charm. Every hundred, uh, every hundred cans, he takes a beard hair. And just <laughs> pops into one. You're, you're the now lucky one. No, it's inside someone. <laughs> This one's weird. Um, this one's a little weird. I don't know
0: how I feel about this.
1: Hmm. I don't hate it.
0: Um, that's weird.
1: Well, thank God you had some beer advocate reviews because I wouldn't even know where to begin.
0: I know. With
1: uh, describing this one.
0: The flavor is all over the place.
1: It's sweet. Definitely sweet. Uh, Yeah, candy-ish. Um, but it's also got a weird spice thing going on. I don't know what that is.
0: Oh, they said it was spicy. I don't know. I'm at a loss for this beer.
1: <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> I just... <laughs> there's no words. I... Again, I don't hate it. I actually kind of... I like it because I like how different it is. Um, I agree with that second review... Where, I
0: wouldn't go out of my way to get it again? W-
1: yeah, wouldn't. I don't think I'd order this again. Me either. Um, you can definitely, yeah, carbonated. It um, tastes a little tingle. It's
0: sippable. Because, like, look how much I drank already. Yes,
1: yes, yes. It's not, it's it's strange. Like, you want to
0: drink it over to, to keep on figuring out what the flavor <laughs> is. Like, you're just left confused.
1: It's yeah it's strange, but it's not harsh in any way it's not yeah. it's not intolerable <laughs> it's not it's not bad
0: I kind of agree that there should be more hop mm. mm like more bitterness to balance out
1: more something yeah it yeah, I don't know I'm stumped this is a, this is a strange one wow, it's good it's good, yeah I'm just gonna say that for every beer. Yeah, you go you go looking at the can for some sort of is there clues? <laughs> information, some help. Is this like, um,
0: is this like <laughs> Nick Cage, like, we're going to national treasure? <laughs> like, if I hold it up to so the light, it'll be like, this Re- is the secret revealed. revealed <laughs> reveal
1: all its secrets. The art on the can is cool. I like that. <clears throat> what is that, Baphomet? Uh,
0: it's a dude in a cloak with horns.
1: Looks like Baphomet.
0: I mean, whatever you Satanist.
1: What is that, some amethyst? At the bottom there, yeah, and some fire.
0: (laughs) I'm just gonna list shit. (laughs) This is a weird beer.
1: Yep, it's strange. It's uh, again, it's not bad. It's just a little, little weird. I don't, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I'm and I'm trying to taste some uh, some fruit. The candy. Yeah, the, it's very...
0: The candy is what you should be looking for. The it, cane sugar.
1: That is up front and forward, for sure. The fruit, if I can taste any, it is very subtle. Little little bit of citrus, but I don't know. It's.
0: Hmm. I don't remember saying anything about fruit.
1: Yeah. I think one of them said apricot and grapefruit. I was listening.
0: All right, get into it.
1: The New Jersey Devils are a professional ice hockey team based in Newark, New Jersey, originally founded as the Kansas City Scouts in Kansas City, Missouri in 1974. They moved to Denver, Colorado in 76, (laughs) then to East Rutherford, New Jersey in 82.
0: If anyone was wondering, this is now a sports podcast.
1: Uh, Actually, during their first 25 years in New Jersey, they were based, based at the Medellin Sports Complex in East Rutherford. They competed in the NHL as a member of the Metropolitan Division of the Eastern Conference and have reached the Stanley Cup Finals five times. They won three of those times in 94-95, 99-2000,
0: 2002-2003. Zach, I, I didn't look up any interactions between people in the New Jersey Devils
1: team. Oh. So this episode's not about the New Jersey Devils. NHL team. Good. I I wanted to make it through all that, and I couldn't. (laughs) Your laughter is contagious. I'm
0: sorry.
1: Um, So this is about the Jersey Devil.
0: Not the NHL team.
1: Right. Most, if not all, of this information is gathered straight from Wikipedia. Sure. Um, I initially...
0: I don't imagine there's a lot of sources for the Jersey Temple. No.
1: I I mean, I was looking around. um, I saw a few websites. Most of them just gave a brief summary and like a couple tales. tales, you know, but Wikipedia did have a lot of um, detailed information. I did include a lot of it in here. I'm going to try and go through it relatively quickly. I've got about four pages of notes. Get in there. Um, I didn't think I would find a lot of information on this. I actually never heard of it before you mentioned it. I had no idea what this was. You're oh yeah, like, I
0: picked this topic.
1: Yeah, you're like, let's do the jersey devil. I was like, what the fuck is I that? I like cryptids. Um it's cool because you have apparently knowledge of all this stuff that I'd never heard of and it you know, makes some good episodes. So in southern New Jersey and Philadelphia folklore, the Jersey Devil is a legendary creature often described as a flying biped with hooves, said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of South Jersey. I didn't know what the Pine Barrens were, so I looked it up. The Pine Barrens, also known as the Pine Lands or Pines, is the largest remaining example of the Atlantic Coastal Pine Barrens, stretching across more than seven counties of New Jersey. And uh, Atlantic Coastal Pine Barrens is a rare temperate coniferous forest ecoregion. ...in northeastern United States. So it's one of the very few left, and it's the largest. The Jersey Devil is also known as the Leeds Devil. It was uh, designated in 1938 as the country's only state demon. So apparently this is the U.S.'s only state demon. Good to know. And it comes from New Jersey. It would. Right. The most common description of the Jersey Devil is a bipedal, kangaroo-like, or wyvern-like creature... With a horse or goat-like head, leathery bat wings, horns, small arms with clawed hands, legs with cloven hooves, and a forked tail. Pretty crazy. It's been reported as moving quickly and is often described as emitting a high-pitched blood-curdling scream. Me too. I mean, same. (laughs) That is uh, Wikipedia's...
0: I love its little arms.
1: It's cute. It's kind of adorable. (laughs) um but, but, but. According to popular folklore, the Jersey Devil first originated in the 18th century from a Pine Barrens resident named Jane Leeds, known as Mother Leeds. The legend states that Mother Leeds had 12 children, Damn. and after finding out she was pregnant for the 13th time, cursed the child in frustration, crying that the child would be the devil. So, I'm gonna set the scene. Set okay? it. I'm ready. The year is 1735. All right. Mother Leeds is in labor on a stormy night. Okay. Her friends are all gathered around her. How do
0: you know it's a stormy night?
1: Because that's what Wikipedia said. Okay. The child is born completely normal. However, it quickly changes into a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. Just out of nowhere. Just instantaneously. It growls, screams, and beats everyone in the room with its tail before (laughs) flying up the chimney and escaping to the pines. Um, caused quite a scene. Mm. In some variations of the legend, Mother Leeds is a witch and is married to the devil himself. Other variations state that there was a subsequent attempt by local clergymen to exorcise the creature from the Pine barons. There's this guy um, Brian Regal. Mm-hmm. He's a historian of science at Keene University or Keen. Keen, Ken Ken. University, he theorized that the story of Mother Leeds, rather than being based on a single historical person, originated from colonial southern New Jersey disputes that became the subject of folklore and gossip. So it wasn't hmm. just Mother Leeds, just one subject, it was this whole other Yeah, it
0: wasn't just Mother thing. Leeds popping out a demon.
1: Right. This uh, These historical disputes evolved through the years and ultimately resulted in the modern popular legend of the Jersey Devil. Apparently, Benjamin Franklin, the Benjamin Franklin, had a rival almanac publisher named Daniel Leeds. And Regal contends that it was Daniel's negative description of uh, uh, as the Leeds Devil, Daniel was called the Leeds Devil, uh, rather than actually like any actual creature uh, that later created the legend. So huh. it, it was this guy being called the Leeds Devil ver- instead of a creature that people called the Leeds Devil. Oh. Uh, during 1716, Daniel Leeds' son, Titan Leeds, which first name, Titan? I'm going to name my firstborn Titan. You're never going to have kids. Thanks for the support. Uh, Titan inherited his father's almanac business, and this eventually competed with Benjamin Franklin's popular Poor Richard's almanac, because Benjamin Franklin, if you didn't know, published almanacs. I did know that. This competition eventually intensified when Franklin satirically used astrology in his almanac. To predict Titan Leeds' death.
0: That's so <laughs> shitty. Oh my god. Founding fathers are
1: bitches. <laughs> though this was intended as a joke, Titan was apparently offended and published a public admonition of Franklin as a fool and a liar. Franklin then mocked Titan's outrage and humorously suggested that he in fact did die, in accordance to his earlier prediction, and was thus writing his almanacs as a ghost. <laughs> so they
0: Benjamin Franklin's a
1: bitch. They were buttonheads. So, a lot of people argue that it was Daniel Leeds' reputation, combined with Benjamin Franklin's later ongoing depiction of Titan Leeds as a ghost, um, that may have contributed to the local folk folk legend of the Leeds devil.
0: Do you know what that makes me think of? Hmm. When you find, like, a story of, like, a celebrity being dead, but it's not true, but people still believe it.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of a celebrity that that happened to, because I can't...
0: plenty of, like, hoax deaths, but it happened to Betty White. Oh, yeah. I think it happened to Alec Baldwin.
1: Yep. Uh, It's pretty much like that. Also, during 1728, Titan began to include the Leeds family crest on the masthead of his almanacs, which depicted a wyvern. So, ties in. Brian Regal notes that the wyvern on this crest is reminiscent of the popular descriptions of the Jersey Devil. This inclusion of the crest on his almanacs may have possibly influenced the popular description of the Leeds Devil also. By the late 1700s and early 1800s, the Leeds Devil had become a legendary monster or ghost story in southern New Jersey area. Into the early to mid-19th century, stories continued to circulate about a monster wandering the Pine Barrens. Although the Leeds Devil legend has apparently existed since the 18th century, Regal states that the more modern depiction of the Jersey Devil first became truly standardized during the early 20th century. And here's a quote, um... During the pre-revolutionary period, the Leeds family, who called the Pine Barrens home, soured its relationship with the Quaker majority. The Quakers, apparently people who lived here, saw no hurry to give their former fellow regionalist, religionist, an easy time in circles of gossip. His wives had all died. As had several uh, several children. His son, Titan, stood accused by Benjamin Franklin of being a ghost. Yeah. The family crest had winged dragons on it. And a time when thoughts of independence were being born, these issues made the Leeds family political and religious monsters. From all this, over time, the legend of the Leeds Devil was born. References to the Jersey Devil do not appear in newspapers or other printed material until the 20th century. The first major flap came in 1909. We'll talk about sightings in 1909 later. It is from these sightings that the popular image of the creature, bat-like wings, horse-head claws, general air of a dragon, became standardized. And the source of that is one of his books, one of Regal's books. A newspaper from 1887 described sightings of a winged creature referred to as the devil of Leeds, because again, this is like Leeds County area of New Jersey, allegedly spotted near the Pine Barrens and well-known among the local residents of Burlington County, New Jersey. Here's um, another quote. Whenever he went near it, It would give a most unearthly yell that frightened the dogs. Mm. It whipped at every dog on the place. That thing, oh, sorry, that thing, said the colonel, is not a bird nor an animal, but it is the Leeds devil, according to the description. And it was born over in Evanson, Burlington County, 100 years ago. There's no mistake about it. I never saw the horrible critter myself, but I can remember well when it was roaming around in Evanson Woods 50 years ago. And when it was hunted by men and dogs and shot at the best marksmen there was in all of southern New, New Jersey, but it could not be killed. There isn't a family in Burlington or any of the adjoining counties that does not know of the Leeds devil. And it was the bugaboo to frighten children when I was a boy. The source of that oh, is I'm sorry. that newspaper.
0: When you go to New Jersey, mm-hmm. is that what people sound like?
1: I've, no, I've never been there. Yeah? Couldn't tell you. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever spoken to anyone from New Jersey. Hmm. So
0: please continue. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to clarify
1: that. There have been many claims of sightings and occurrences involving the Jersey Devil. According to legend while visiting the Hanover Mill Works to inspect his cannonballs being forged
0: like one is known to do
1: mm-hmm. Commodore Stephen Decatur sighted a flying creature and fired a cannonball directly upon it to no effect. <laughs> Well, he had cannonballs. He was inspecting yeah, them. No,
0: but like it's just a flying creature. I'm Why sure he, throw a cannonball at
1: it? I'm sure he had a cannon. He had a bunch of cannonballs sitting around. It just seems rude. He took action. Uh, Joseph he took action. Joseph Bonaparte, elder brother of Napoleon. Ayo, ever heard of him?
0: You know, it would help if you wouldn't share references to things of people seeing them when those are my stories.
1: Um. Well, stop me at any time. No. No, seriously, stop me if I I mention, there's like, I I just talked about four quick things. So stop me if any of these are your story. Um, Also claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil while hunting. Uh, During 1840, the Jersey Devil was blamed for several livestock killings. In Greenwich, during December 1925, a local farmer shot an unidentified animal as it attempted to steal his chickens. And then photographed the corpse. Afterwards, he claimed that out of the 100 people he asked, no one was able to identify it. Strange critter. Uh, There were many other reported sightings before, during, and after this time, but perhaps the most notable were the sightings in 1909. And I'll quickly talk about these two. During the week of January 16th through the 23rd, 1909, newspapers of the time published hundreds of claimed encounters of the Jersey Devil from all over the state. Among alleged encounters publicized that week were claims the creature attacked a trolley car in Hedden Heights and Social Club in Camden. Police in Camden and Bristol, Pennsylvania, supposedly fired on the creature to no effect. Other reports initially concerned unidentified uh, footprints in the snow, but soon sightings of creatures resembling the Jersey Devil were being reported throughout South Jersey and as far away as Delaware and Western Maryland. The widespread newspaper coverage created fear throughout the Delaware Valley, prompting a number of schools to close and workers to stay home. So, similar stuff we're dealing with here, but uh, back in 1909, they had Jersey Devil. 2020, we got coronavirus. Closing schools and causing workers to stay home. Uh, Vigilante groups and groups of hunters roamed the pines and countrysides in search of the devil. Uh, during this period, it is rumored that the Philadelphia Zoo posted a $10,000 reward for the creature. The offer prompted a variety of hoaxes, including a kangaroo equipped with artificial claws and bat wings. Here's a little newspaper snippet.
0: That does look like a kangaroo. <laughs> caught and here, alive! The Leeds Devil!
1: Yeah, a lot of people uh, claimed they had uh, caught it, but... Um. Yeah, that was one of the hoaxes. I am definitely not going to finish this beer. A kangaroo equipped with artificial claws and bat wings. Someone put artificial claws and bat wings in a kangaroo. I'm Skeptics... having flashbacks to the Bigfoot story. Yeah, it's pretty similar. Skeptics believe the Jersey Devil to be nothing more than a creative manifestation of early English settlers. The byproduct of the historical local disdain for the Leeds family or the misidentification of known animals, among other things. Mm. The frightening reputation of the Pine Barrens may indeed have contributed to the Jersey Devil legend. Historically, the Pine Barrens were considered inhospitable land. So, you imagine this area in your state where no one can survive in. I'm sure legends will eventually sprout sprout about supposed creatures that live there. Uh, Jeff Brunner of the Humane Society of New Jersey think the Sandhill Crane is the basis of the Jersey Devil stories. I have a picture of a Sandhill Crane. Doesn't look very much like, Um, I don't know, people might have been seeing those in the air and flying and uh, thought it was the Jersey Devil. It looks like a crane to um, me. Adding, okay. adding, there is no hard evidence whatsoever, and worst of all, no explanation of its origins that doesn't require belief in the supernatural. Outdoorsman and author Tom Brown Jr. spent several seasons living in the wilderness of the Pine Barrens. He recounts occasions when terrified hikers mistook him for the Jersey Devil after he covered his whole body with mud to repel mosquitoes.
0: Oh my fucking God. <laughs> As one is apt to do.
1: Tom Brown is a weird guy. One New Jersey group called the Devil Hunters referred, again, flashbacks to the Bigfoot episode, refer to themselves as official researchers of the Jersey Devil and devote time to collecting reports, visiting historic sites, and going on nocturnal hunts in the Pine Barrens in order to find proof that the Jersey Devil does, in fact, exist. I want to join. I'm sure they're accepting applications uh, for the Devil Hunters. I had a photo on my laptop and it wouldn't load, so this is the photo that I pulled up. I don't know if... I mean, that thing looks weird, but it also looks like a doctored photo.
0: It looks like someone just put a shadowy mass on the back of a goat.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know, someone probably photoshopped that in. We'll throw that on the website, too, so you can check it out. Uh, Writing in Jan Brunven's American Folklore and Encyclopedia, Rutgers professor Angus Chris Gillespie (laughs) called the Jersey Devil an obscure regional legend. (laughs) for most of its existence, and said that after more than 250 years in oral circulation, the legend of the Jersey Devil has many variations. Mm. Gillespie cites the Devil's image used on t-shirts, buttons, and postcards, even cocktails named after the Devil. I want one of those. Mm. As indications that the recent history of the Jersey Devil is more in the realm of popular culture than folklore. After 250 years, kind of like Slenderman, you know? Not scary anymore. It's just kind of like a popular culture thing. Uh, Jeff Tibbles, um, (coughs) I'm throwing out a lot of names here, you're not required to remember any of them. Uh, Oh, I'll
0: definitely remember Tibbles.
1: Jeff Tibbles in the World's Greatest Hoaxes, published in 2006, has claimed that Norman Jeffries was involved in hoaxing the Jersey Devil. Norman Jeffries is a publicist for Philadelphia's Arch Street Museum and renowned hoaxer, was well aware of the stories about the jersey devil so when the museum proprietor tf hopkins admitted that it was in danger of closure unless jeffries came up with something to boost attendances the publicist decided that a captive jersey devil would be the ideal crowd puller Uh, the source from that is the book that i just said so museum was on the verge of closing Dude was like, hey, we need something to bring in people. So this guy came up with a hoax. He also planted newspaper stories about new sightings of the devil. During 1909, Jeffries, with his friend Jacob Hope, an animal trainer, purchased that kangaroo we mentioned earlier, attached to those artificial animal parts, and displayed it at a museum. Hmm. 20 years later, Jeffries admitted to the hoax. The Jersey Devil, in popular culture, has been portrayed in a wide variety of TV shows, such as The X-Files, films, TMNT, Ninja Turtles. I'm aware. And video games. Uh, the Wolf Among Us. And, uh, oh, it was the, in The Wolf Among Us? The titular title, uh, Jersey Devil, which I have I've never played either of those. I have
0: never heard of that.
1: There are two professional ice hockey teams named after the creature. We talked about one of them. Yes. And in 2019, uh, just last year, Six Flags Great Adventure announced that Rocky Mountain Construction would build a Jersey Devil coaster. Uh, I looked on their website. It's expected to uh, to debut next year, 2021. Mm -hmm. It will have an 87-degree first drop, two intense 180-degree inversions, and speeds up to 58 miles per hour across the longest single-rail coaster of 3,000 feet.
0: I'm sure that means something to people who work in theme park as engineers.
1: I am so—I want to go on this. 87-degree first drop, and then inversions?
0: Wow, those inversions
1: Crazy! I want to go back to Six Flags. I hadn't been there in a couple years and I I
0: haven't been to a theme park since I lived in Florida.
1: I used to hate um, roller coasters, but uh, I love them now and they're great and I miss them. <laughs> but uh, great adventures in Jackson, New Jersey. So if you're in the New Jersey area, is that it? <clears throat> check out next year Jersey Devil Coaster. Six Flags great adventure. <laughs> Not gonna be available in Illinois. No. We don't have it here in Great America. Oh, boy. That's, That's my segment.
0: Is it, is it time for my
1: segment? Time for a story about the New Jersey Devils when they won the Stanley Cup.
0: On it. All right. So, open. Center ice.
1: <laughs> center ice. <laughs> They're about to play hockey ball. <laughs> the sports teams... <laughs> Are going at it.
0: (laughs) Ow. My hair's stuck in the microphone. (laughs) Damn it.
1: This beer kind of gets... um, Bad. (laughs) (laughs) It it changes after it's been... uh, after it's been poured into a glass and kind of sat for about a half hour or so. It does start to change. Still carbonated. Still plenty of foam at the top there. Mm-hmm. But it, it, the flavor has definitely evolved into something that's not entirely pleasing. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, okay? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you saw. We had, um, we had one of the founders of Abita Brewing uh, last week's beer uh, comment on our post. For episode. I didn't see. I told you about it. I texted you. Well, I sent you a snap.
0: Was it a beta or ale man?
1: Al- I'm sorry, ale man. Last
0: week's episode was ale man.
1: Last week's episode. I should know. I picked the beer.
0: You should know. Uh,
1: last week's episode was ale We had the founder of ale man brewing comment. Um, so that and was cool. That was fun. So uh, I don't I want to avoid <laughs> negatives. I was we were able to bash Famosa because it's a it's a large uh, scale brewing company. It's like talking shit about I'm allowed
0: to share my opinion. Like, I will not let Big Brother control <laughs> Big my brother. voice.
1: It's like talking shit about Bud Light, you know. It's like Bud Light's garbage and it's fine. But hey, these guys work hard at making beer, okay?
0: Sure. And I'm not a fan of this
1: one. Yeah, it's not our cup of tea. It's fine. Anyways. Story time.
0: Yeah. The Wharton State Forest deaths of 1980.
1: Oh God! <laughs> yeah,
0: let's open it up on a strong note. All right, people are gonna die. The Wharton State Forest is smack dab in the middle of the Pine Barrens, and it contains the Batsto Village, Batsto, Batsto bat's Village, which has been intact since the 1700s. Mm-hmm. In 1980. The chief forest ranger, named Alan McFarlane, was called out to a South Jersey farm near the Wharton State forest. The entire pack of the farmer's pigs had been brutally slaughtered in the middle of the night. The back of each pig's head had been eaten as if something perched on their backs and ate their brains. Their backs were scratched, but whatever killed the pigs left the rest of the body alone. And moved on to the next animal in the pack.
1: It was a vampire. I'm sorry, it was a um it was a zombie.
0: <laughs> this type of attack is not normal behavior for many of the local animals. In all of his years of experience, Cheap McFarlane had never seen anything like it. The sight was horrifying to say the least. The mystery has never been solved, but locals believe that the only possible explanation to this case is that the Jersey Devil must have done it.
1: The only possible explanation. Yeah.
0: The <laughs> only one.
1: This mythological creature that may or may not exist is the only explanation of this.
0: Truly. Truly the only answer. I have a couple because most of the sightings and interactions with the Jersey Devil are very brief. Yeah. As most cryptid interactions are. Sure. In 1993, a forest ranger named John Irwin was inspecting the Mulk Molica?
1: Melissa? No. That's my mom's name. He was inspecting Melissa? My
0: ma. (laughs) The the Mullica River, which runs through the New Jersey Pine Barrens. He was driving when he had to stop his car because there was a huge animal in the middle of the road. He described it as having thick, black, matted fur, but it also had horns like the devil. It stood over six feet tall. Irwin and the Jersey Devil stared at each other for several minutes and then passionately kissed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this was years before people carried smartphones so there would be no way for john Irwin to capture any evidence convenient for john Irwin.
1: A, a polaroid camera maybe i don't know why
0: would you just have one on you why not he did not dare to move his car afraid that it may try to attack him mm-hmm. after their staring contest was over which i can only imagine the jersey devil won <laughs> the creature went back into the forest
1: <laughs> it sounds like a deer
0: um i mean thick Black matted fur,
1: with horns, maybe antlers, maybe it had a rough night without drinking the night before. The deer passed out in the or road. The chief, the de- the deer,
0: or John Irwin
1: had a wild deer party and passed out in the middle of the street.
0: Wild deer party is they're known to do. Good band name. Deer party.
1: Wild deer party.
0: They play ska. <laughs> Uh, the next one is The Legend of the Smithville Inn. Fran Coppola, the owner of the Smithville Inn, walked outside one night to put the restaurant's trash into the cans behind the inn.
1: Hmm. The story's captivating.
0: <laughs> yeah. She looked up hmm. and saw the shadow of a winged creature looming over her. She felt very calm. And instead of running away, she just continued to stare. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, she felt that the Jersey Devil was actually guarding the Smithville Inn and protecting it Mm -hmm. like some kind of guardian angel. Of course. Rather than trying to attack the patrons. Fran Capola fully admits that she is a true believer in the Jersey Devil, and that she had been thinking about the legend the same day before she saw the shadow. It's very possible that this could could have been a figment of Capola's imagination. <laughs> it's very possible. She's but fucking she insane. But she swears it's true, <laughs> and he even went on <laughs> record in a documentary about the Jersey Devil. Oh boy, and visitors to her inn will always hear the tale.
1: <laughs> she needs to share it with everyone.
0: Yeah, everyone needs to know. This is my last one. They're just small, mm. quick excerpts. It's exp- ex- ex- yep excerpts.
1: Excerpts.
0: Excerpts. <laughs> the descendant of Mother Leeds sees his ancestor.
1: Mother Leeds. I know who that is.
0: In a documentary about the Jersey Devil in Smithville from the 1990s, a man named Harry Leeds said, I see this heavy... S- the- the- This heavy-set creature looking at me. It was hard to identify at nighttime, but the most distinguishing factor of that encounter was the piercing red eyes. Leeds claims to be a descendant of the original Leeds family, including the famous Mother Leeds. Mm -hmm. It is interesting that a descendant of the Leeds would be willing to perpetuate this story because the story of the Jersey Devil was concocted to make their family look bad. Right. It is true that the Leeds family had 12 children children <laughs> and they were one of the earliest settlers in southern new jersey the family was so large there's an entire town called leeds point that is named after them yep yeah oh was it yeah that's it <laughs> he just agreed to it i just thought that was interesting yep <laughs> <laughs> i am related How that happened i mean there's other stories but i just
1: there are um i didn't include all of them in um my exact uh Copy and paste from Wikipedia that I did for my notes. Uh, there were a lot of a lot of stories and sightings, um, and that's that's kind of why I didn't um, I didn't hop around all over the place. I just kind of picked things from Wikipedia t- to use as information because it was a all-inclusive sort of source, and they they did have a lot of um, experiences and reported encounters of this Leeds double. I'm trying to think if there's something equivalent to that in Illinois?
0: I don't know. There's a thing called the Snallygaster. What is that? It's in Maryland.
1: Oh, well, that's not Illinois. <laughs> Snallygaster? Is that going to be our next episode?
0: <laughs> no, but they. I think there's like a, um, like a story saying that the Snallygaster and the um, Jersey Devil are the same thing.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, I'm trying to think, it, it seems more like a cultural sort of thing that originated from just I think what i believe is it just became one of those uh like um like that guy said a bugaboo that um it was like a tale that you told children you know like a
0: don't go out at night the jersey devil will get you
1: right exactly like one of those things and it's it just happened to originated originate out that way um i think <sighs> This beer is a little strong.
0: I don't like it.
1: <laughs> Beer's a little strong. Let's
0: focus on where we're
1: going with this. It's uh,
0: definitely... I imagine that during the time it was much scarier. But I just like cryptids. So I thought it would be something interesting oh, to yeah.
1: cover. No, 100%. I love it as um, as an episode topic. But be- I
0: agree. During its time, it was probably scary as, and as a way to be like, this is a boogeyman. Right. It was probably like, just a... That quote, a
1: bugaboo. Yeah, it was probably just a tale that... People told other people. Sure. A mystery. That
0: just kind of uh, spread.
1: Something in the area. From
0: Benjamin Franklin because he's a petty bitch.
1: Yes. Um, for probably multiple reasons. The Leeds family, Benjamin Franklin. Sure. And, you know, all this stuff. How and,
0: legends start.
1: Right. And I'm, I was trying to think, I was trying to relate it to something um, that might originate. I don't know if Illinois has a story like that. Illinois oh, is so boring that probably they probably don't. But Oh,
0: we probably got something.
1: But I feel like there's something like that that's pretty commonplace for every sort of Every community or culture kind of has those those stories that kind of evolve into something bigger, and become accepted as fact by its residents. Um, and I feel like this is this just happens to be one of those things. Do There's I believe a it exists?
0: Whole list of stuff for Illinois. Oh,
1: it's perfect. Do I believe it exists? No. Do I believe it's a cool tale and has a lot of substantial, like real? Oh, um,
0: look at this thing!
1: The Farmer City Monster. No.
0: The Endfield Horror.
1: Do they all have to do with farms and fields. I don't
0: know.
1: That's all we got out here.
0: That's truly all we got. Anyways, what'd you think of the beer? <laughs> this episode's a clusterfuck.
1: It's gonna be a disaster to edit.
0: Yeah, but you're gonna pull it through like a champ.
1: Yeah, I got I got like eight hours. really <sighs> good.
0: I'll stay with you to motivate you. Oh
1: yeah. I wanna order some food too. Okay. Um.
0: I just want ice cream.
1: I have ice cream. I have mint chip ice cream. That's the worst kind of ice cream. Uh, I disagree wholeheartedly.
0: Anyways, what did you think of the beer?
1: Beer was interesting. It was a good pick.
0: I don't... I mean, I was going to pick a beer called the Jersey Devil. It was an IPA and it sounded...
1: Say this every episode. It
0: sounded really good. I'd never been so stoked to try something. And then I couldn't find that one. What about it? So I went to Devil's Rain. That beer sounded delicious
1: okay what about what about jersey devil sounded good
0: i want to bring it up because this is the beer we're focusing on so we need to talk about this beer people can look it up if they want to
1: jersey devil and devil's reign were two picks
0: they both sounded really good that
1: we looked at but they're both out of stock this was a good i think it was a good pick um
0: i felt like it fit with the topic
1: yes yeah i agree it's just a
0: very weird story for a very weird beer
1: it's a very weird episode
0: it is i agree (laughs) um it was good. I liked the smell. I like the smell of all beer, even the cheap stuff. I, I just do, but... It
1: smells like pizza. It smells like pizza sauce. It makes me
0: think of tomato sauce, yes. but...
1: Yeah, it was... Um, it's very strange. Yeah, and again, I'll I'll say it again, that, that second review, you said two of them, you told me to cut the first one, so you probably won't hear it. Um, So the, the second review that you read for Beer Advocate is, you know... Very um, spot on. Yeah, I, I probably... If I were at a restaurant and I I ordered the spirits to try it, I would be happy that I tried it. And I'm very happy that I've tried it. But I wouldn't order it again. I
0: don't know. It's just.
1: It's very strong. It's not overwhelming. It's not harsh. It's easy. Like you said, it's sippable and easy to drink. Sure. It's got a lot of complexity and a lot of layers and flavor to it. Um, But it is, I mean, it's almost 10% ABV. and I'm, to be completely honest, I'm feeling it a little bit. That's why I'm all over the place. But um, I think it was a good pick. I
0: don't know. I, I wouldn't drink it again. But mm-hmm. um, I like it more than I than some of the other beers we've drank. Um, specifically Zombie Dust and Famosa.
1: I was very surprised you did not care for Zombie Dust.
0: I talk shit about it in almost every episode.
1: One of the ideas that um, I had... Or maybe we had collectively. I'm sure.
0: Why is it kind of piney?
1: I well, I'm already. I'm finished with it, so I can't continue to taste it. But yeah, I I I know what you mean. Um, there's a lot of it changes. There's a lot. Of-
0: I feel like I'm chewing on a pine needle.
1: <laughs> um, one of the ideas that we had collectively was to uh, for topics that we can't really cover in one episode like ghosts for example or maybe even zombies is to come back and do a, a, a sort of re-up episode where we talk about another facet we tell another tale or we give more information about a topic that we already covered and i wonder if um it would be worth uh going back and trying zombie dust again to see if your opinion about it has changed
0: i don't think it will <laughs> My palate has not matured in, what has it been, a few like a month or two?
1: Yeah, uh, about a month or a little over a month. I, I honestly, I can't remember how that beer tastes. I'd have to go back and listen to the episode and see how we thought of it. I, ju- I just remember you left a lot of it left in your bottle. Bitter. In your glass.
0: It was bitter.
1: Mm-hmm. Beer this week was, uh, I liked it. I liked it because it was, it different. was different. Yes, exactly. And it wasn't horrible.
0: Interesting flavor. I, it it was spicy. Like uh, the Beer Advocate review was accurate. It was it's spicy and sweet and if they had hops, I feel it like it would sweet. have balanced it more.
1: Very sweet beer. I don't
0: know. Oh boy. <sighs> well, well. That was episode 9.
1: <laughs> uh maybe a little bit of a different episode, but I I I love this um I love this topic. Because I'd never heard of it before.
0: Which I'm surprised about.
1: And I liked researching it. And um, it was very, very interesting to get There's not all-
0: enough interactions with the Jersey Devil.
1: Yeah, all the back... Well, I'm sure if we lived... Let's go to
0: the Pine Barrens.
1: I'm sure- yeah, I'm sure if we lived anywhere near the Pine Barrens, we would be much more familiar with it. Like uh, Slenderman, almost. Slenderman. Um, but uh, I like this kind of stuff. And I like that you... Let's do more cryptid episodes.
0: I love cryptids. I'm into
1: it. Episode nine was about the Jersey devil. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Instagram. If you enjoy listening, um, give us a like, give us a follow. Or Um, message
0: us so we know that you exist. We're lonely.
1: Shoot us a message. Um, but you can, you can like our pages. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram to, to stay up to date with our stuff. Um, Page before she forgets, is going to post pictures of that frog she was showing me. And
0: also a chicken.
1: And also a chicken. uh, The chicken I was obsessing over earlier today when she snapped me. Um, All of the pictures that we talked about will be available on our website as well. All of our um, website links are conveniently um, uh, formatted as bit.ly links. So it's just... uh
0: you're starting to
1: ramble. I'm not. I'm giving them valuable information that mm-hmm. they th- that they can use to uh, find out where we're at online. Continue. Bit.ly slash B-A-F, Beer and Fear, Podbean. That's our website. We have a sidebar on the left. You can open up and then you can scroll down and you can see our episodes listed in order. <clears throat> Gee, don't. That was loud. Don't do that. It <laughs> was very loud in my ears. <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the middle of talking. You can click on those episodes, and then you can see all of our images and videos and whatever else that we referenced during the episode. So that's pretty cool. While you're listening, you can listen. You can look at those with us. Um, what else? Beer and Fear Podcast at gmail dot com.
0: Flights and frights. Yeah,
1: we're hoping to do flights and frights eventually. If you
0: um, are listening, if you are an active listener, if you had a paranormal experience, a scary experience, stalking, kidnapping, you had something creepy go bump in the night, send us an email at beerandfearcast at com with a beer suggestion with your story mm-hmm. so we can sample that beer and read your story. We will shout out your name or username, whatever you prefer.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Eventually. Give it as a story. You know, like, give us some background. Yeah. Include all the spicy details so we can include that for you on the show. Mm -hmm. Um and then even if you just want to say hi. Beer and fearcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we want to know you exist. Is there anything else? i don't think anything new. Oh, all the all the podcast platforms, obviously. Um wherever you happen to listen to podcasts, I'm sure we're available. Uh if you want us to get on a podcast platform, shoot us an email. Let us know. Um and we have new episodes every Wednesday at noon. This will come out tomorrow at noon. Today is National Voter Registration Day. Register to vote. Register to vote online. USA.
0: Let your voice be heard.
1: USA.gov.
0: Anything else you want to add? No. You look so sad.
1: (laughs) I'm exhausted.
0: Yeah, me too. Weird beer, weird episode, having a day. And I hope you have a good day. Have
1: a good day. From us. At Beer and Fear, to you. <laughs> Have a good day. Uh, NBC News. <laughs> this is Beer and Fear Live. <laughs>